We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. There we go. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Thursday morning, the 8th of June, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing? What's new? Have you missed me? What's going on? Of course. I've missed everybody on here. I've, I've gotten to see some of these folks, but I uh, haven't been able to chat with them with Nick. And, you know, people were asking, hey, where's Nick? Where's Nick? I'm like, oh, he's out. You know, follow him on hit that, that Twitter account. He'll let you know where he is. And mm-hmm. uh, some good things. I'm glad you've had a good time. I've enjoyed the pictures you've been sharing and sending. So uh, here it's summer. It's kids sports. It's it's kids sports and football. That's that's what I'm doing. So working and, and watching watching them play. Not a not a bad little summer. Not a bad little summer we're having. No, not at all. Yeah, it's uh my buddy is still in town for today and tomorrow, but he leaves tomorrow morning. So that's exciting. We uh, had to cancel our Hood River portion of our trip because he got the uh, sick little bug, but only was positive for four days. And uh, so we were going down to Cannon Beach, hung out, and then we also camped and uh, did a, a pretty good hike at uh, Mount Rainier yesterday as well so it gave him a pretty good tour of the pacific northwest with uh, olympic rainier and uh cannon beach down there in oregon also went down and toured uh tillamook do you have tillamook out there scott or is that much more of a west coast okay they're a creamery with like crazy good cheese and ice cream and did a tour down there and had my fill in dairy they sell uh what is it lactate at the counter as well so uh i didn't have to take that but uh, it was it was a good time yeah it's not a good side i think we're going to be going for the cheeses here um no, I'm glad you I'm glad you've had fun doing that type of stuff. And um, you know, Mount Rainier is like, oh yeah, this is home, but it's still world class. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, so it, it's still what <laughs> it's still worth the trip for him, even if you you know, it, it it's old hat for you. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys got to do that. Yeah, beautiful time, good time. If you guys are ever out in the Pacific Northwest, hit me up. Um, would love to meet all you you guys. Also, I can craft up an itinerary for pretty much whatever you want to do because I've explored the region pretty thoroughly in my three, four years out here now. But let's say hello to some people in the chat. Good to see everybody coming in. Jeremy Sean saying, morning, boys, finally back. Seems like it's been forever. Has been forever. It'll be you know a little bit more erratic and time apart in the summer while Scott and I are busy with things. But that's okay. Uh, that's um, it's the summertime, right? We're all enjoying it. Dave Glassman saying, still riding. Buck, y'all. Buck all y'all. Buck you too, uh, Dave. Appreciate you. We got our guy Rob coming in saying, good morning, gents. Good to have you back. Truly the best MHH team, as Jeremy said, feels like forever. We appreciate that, Rob. I don't know about the best, but uh, it's always uh, we gas us up, man. Gas us up. Whenever, I'll take whenever it. I see it feels like forever, the first time in forever song from Frozen just mm. comes right into my mind. And my, I think my daughter was three when that came mm. out. And I had a, a producer I was working with. She's like, hey, you've got a daughter. 
have you seen Frozen? I, mean, I said, you mean today? Um, so yeah, that, that one was kind of etched in our brains. <laughs> you know what? I don't have a daughter and I definitely know the song you're talking about. So uh, <laughs> they did a good job. Uh, but yeah, Gary Palmer missed you. We missed you too, Gary. Uh, we got Chase Wonder saying, welcome back, fellas. We didn't miss too much. It's been a week, right? But uh, that's that's only technically one Broncos for breakfast missed. So it's good. Wang Chung 21 coming in saying uh, Broncos for breakfast is so good. I need it intravenously. Well, uh, be careful out there. Yeah, God. Yeah, walking around uh, out there with the Broncos for breakfast in the veins. It's always a good time. We call that coffee around these yeah, parts. That's where this saying. goes that's right cool. here. Inject that into my veins. Shout out to Lion Coffee and uh, uh, Patrick out there, man. So good. Really, really appreciate it. I'm drinking the caramel one today. He asked me if there's any that were out there that I hadn't hadn't tried yet that I want to. I'm like, caramel one looks pretty good. Let's let's give it a go. And it's it is damn good. First time having it. U.S. Dave, warp speed, Scotty, or we're all dead. <laughs> we're gonna take it slow today. It's a slow ride. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. Isaiah Stacks in the house saying good morning, Broncos country. Sunny day saying welcome back. Welcome back to you. We got Michael Ronquillo coming in. With the stars, I don't know if Scott put that star on there or if uh, the. Uh, I've if, started doing that for the Facebook, so that way you know. Okay. People coming Perfect. in, so when I'm producing, because not that y'all care, but the Facebook stars don't show through, so you have to watch them on Facebook. So I keep a separate monitor over here to watch Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can star comments and and do that. So one of the things I do in the background, but Fantastic. I'm doing it in the foreground here today. And Michael is always getting starred because he's always giving stars. And thank mm-hmm. you so much, Michael. Yeah, I appreciate you, Michael. You're helping a uh, little gas in the tank for all these hiking trips. Actually, didn't say this. We were hiking up, um, trying to drive up to one of the uh, look fire lookouts for a hike, and a tire blew. So uh, this will be a uh, tire fun for me, which is uh, great. Luckily, I had a full-size spare in the back. So That's that's not luck. That's good planning. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when you're driving in the backcountry roads without service, you want to make sure you have all your crap together. So uh, thank you so much, Michael. That'll new tire fun. Hashtag Nick's new tire fun. Robbie Red coming in saying good morning, everybody. Good to see you, Robbie. Dom Harmio in the house saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Amy Allen is in the house. Good morning, Broncos country. JP Capron saying, do you guys think the Broncos are going to rush Javante back? Honest opinion. Scott, first Broncos question here, uh, now that we're five minutes in. And uh, appreciate you guys letting us know stretch our legs here in these kind of shows. Do you worry about the Broncos rushing back Javante Williams? No, I don't. Um, okay. There's really no way to tell you're 100% until you get out there. Uh, I think Zach and I had that discussion when, uh, I guess, with him last week. Just... You know, I don't want him to be back until he's 100%. Yeah. Well, there's no 100% way to tell you're 100%. You can do all the flexibility tests, the strengths, all that type of stuff. There will be setbacks, the muscles around that that help support your running, hamstrings, follow knees like you wouldn't believe, mm-hmm. calf injuries, uh, you know, that type of stuff. So muscular follows those. If he's passing, he's not going to go out there and he'll, until he gets a clean bill of health from the doctors. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that things can't still go wrong. But I don't think there's any way you rush him back because it's just not worth it. Especially if you rush him back in the first quarter of the season and then you miss the rest of the season, that doesn't make any sense. I keep him out the first quarter of the season because I'm, I'm like, hey, we're just going to put you through some full contact stuff in games, some simulated games, et cetera, et cetera. So we can have you for the last quarter of the season when we think we're making a playoff run. So no, I, the, the, the liability, the, if they were to do that, the scrutiny, Nick, they would get from folks like us. I just, I don't think, I, I don't think there's any way they rush him back. I think he's back when he's as feasibly ready as you can believe he can be 
without actually playing football. That's the only way you're going to know, man. It's really the only 100% way to know. The one thing I worry about is the mentality of the athlete and mm -hmm. how he will push himself through and he will say that he is good to go when he is not fully good to go. And he, if the you only, know, well, he said that he was ready, you know, he said he felt fine. We can do scans. We can do MRIs. We can do all that yeah. kind of stuff. We can do flexibility tests. We can do strength tests. You've got a baseline when they come in, what they're doing as far as their agility numbers, their, their strength numbers. You, you've got to get close to those before we're going to do, they can do everything they possibly can. And if he pushes himself too hard, you know what happens, Nick, all it's those muscles you. I talked about will tell on him. You know, it's like, oh, he, uh, he thought he was ready and he tweaked a hamstring. He wasn't ready. Okay. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's like, it's almost like a checks and balances in there for your body saying, no, you're not ready mm -hmm. uh, because the rest of your leg hasn't caught up to what you've been doing with your knee. So I'm not, I'm not worried about him rushing back. Am I worried about him getting injured again? Absolutely. Absolutely. That goes with the risk and it goes with the risk of one knee injury becoming a second knee injury. No doubt. I'm, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. But that's going to be a risk no matter how long you wait, Nick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at blue nile can help your love sparkle just choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking at blue nile you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I guess I'm also worried about, you know, maybe they're not okay with, or they'd be okay with him being out there at 85%, 90%, um, not all the way out because maybe it's something they determine will only get better with time. He can still play through it. And the big thing for me, he's still a running back and you only have two years of control left. I don't think the plan probably was ever to pay him the second contract. You know, you draft running backs for that first four years and you've already missed, you know, a fourth of it. Are you going to be missing half of it now or, you know, two fifths? I, I, it's definitely tricky. I do worry a little bit about it. I think a little bit more than you. I hope they are conservative and safe with him just because he's a human being. Uh, but it is a business at the end of the day and he plays the most volatile short lifespan position right i i don't think they risk structurally so when you say 85 90 no that's not good enough for structurally sound uh is he back to 90 percent of what he was as far as his ability to move you know as far as his effectiveness and his his uh his agility goes well yeah i mean structurally you can be back in nine months eight yeah. to nine months 
But we've said before, even just a simple ACL is really 18 months until you're back to full where you were before the injury. This mm -hmm. was worse than that. So structurally, can he be sound in 10 months? Yeah, I think it would be as safe to put him out there in 10 months as it would be in 15 months. You just might not quite have the same back as you would six months later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, it does. So well, hopefully he's 100% and feeling good and ready to go. And uh, things are all fine for him because he's a hell of a player when he's on the field. Probably, in my opinion, the biggest loss to the offense <clears throat> last season. So when they when he went down, the how teams could play the Broncos changed dramatically and hurt Russell Wilson a lot. Uh, so hopefully he's back and healthy. They need him. And I know this name, Darren Kendall. Uh, hello, Dad. Uh, coming in 99. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Sorry I've been so off the grid here recently. I'm, our Cardinals have been... Uh, really struggling. So I've been I've been seeing your texts, but I've been without cell phone service a lot. So good to see you. Good morning to you and hope you're doing well, dad, old man out there in the, the Midwest. Appreciate Careful with you. that old man stuff. I guarantee you I'm closer to his age than yours. Yeah. we. He's a big <laughs> the old man, not the, an old man, the old man. I can live with that yeah. one. The old man. Yeah. That's uh. I'm not we're an big old man. I'm the old man. We're big fans. Uh, he's a big Christmas crazy guy. Um, and we watch Christmas story all the time and they never mention the dad's name. And in the credits, it's like, it literally says the old man with the, the actor's name. So do always appreciate, uh, giving him the old man shout out. We also got Gary Palmer coming in saying, welcome back, Nick and Scott We're ready for Broncos news. Go Broncos and Buckham. Scott, has there been too much news? Like I was just saying, I've been off the grid. I know some players have been bouncing on and off the, the roster. Some they brought in a tight end. They waved a bunch of running backs. Uh, what, what's new? It starts running together between when were you here last and what has happened last? You know, I know, I know we saw you last when, when McManus was cut. Um, they brought and, in the know, kicker. The guy they brought in was Elliot Fry. Who's a, yep. just a, he's a, he's a camp tryout type guy. Right. I don't expect him to be much. Um, after that, no, you know, they've started paring down some of their roster a little bit. It seems like they're bringing in, was it wide receivers? And they're like a hundred wide receivers in camp. Yeah. Um, which is, it's interesting, you know, in tight ends, <laughs> they've, uh, they've signed a bunch of tight ends, but other than that, there haven't been too many moves except for the, the, it, it starts to feel like they're, they're honing in on a running back three, possibly Jill, Jaleel McLaughlin, possibly being that guy uh, out of Fresno state. Are, are they getting closer? Um, we'll see. And then there's just been a lot of speculation. Dalvin cook's name comes up a lot in this chat. Hopkins every once in a while, but nothing uh, there. There hasn't been too much news coming out. Just some positivity from Sean Payton about what is going on in camp, which is nice to hear. Yeah. Jerry, Judy, Greg Dulcich, you know, some exciting uh, young Broncos playmakers that hopefully are highlighted to their best abilities and put in positions to succeed this season that can help the guy that we're going to talk about today. Uh, of course, quarterback Russell Wilson, but we got a few more people to say hello to first before we get there. George Cruz in here saying, good morning. Go Broncos from San Antonio, Texas. Good to see you, George. Hope you're well. Dom asking about how possible is the Broncos get Hopkins. I think less than 0.5%. Uh, very, very, very small. Uh, so one in 200, maybe even one in 1,000. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they're targeting you know that big level type of wide receiver. I haven't heard any linking there. Also, it takes two to tango. Why is mm -hmm. Hopkins coming here, I think there's probably better choices out there for him as well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I, I just think right now, you you the guys you got, you had to pay maybe a little over market value of premium for. You know, you weren't getting discounted guys. So when you talk mm -hmm. about a player who's on the back nine of his career, who is now looking to what's more important to Hopkins right now, who's put a hundred million dollars in the bank, it's it's a Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. And right now, 
the Broncos aren't in that conversation. So next year, maybe, you know, maybe it is next year or trade deadline moves, you know, that, that could be something, but right now I don't think you get a player like Hopkins who is more concerned right now about being on a, a team that can make a deep run in the playoffs. I'm not saying the Broncos can't, I'm just saying the perception is you're not going to, and that's going to strike your name off the list, unfortunately. Yep. So I would say not possible. Just hope he stays away from uh, teams that are in the Broncos way uh, on their way to the playoffs. Although, I mean, we kind of see it with wide receivers. Sometimes they can fall off pretty darn good. Hopkins has never been, you know, a totally reliance on height, weight, speed kind of dude. He's been more of a in the air body manipulator, acrobat type, Uh, but wide receivers can fall off pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens with Hopkins here. If he goes to Kansas city or somebody like new England, they'll, they'll get a lot of hype to begin, but he's, He's on, like you said, the back nine. He might even be on the back half of the back nine. So uh, good player, but uh, we'll see what happens with him. Clutchmaster59 saying, hi, Broncos country. Good to see you. Robbie Red says he's uh, not too far over in the sound there, saying good morning from Vashon Island outside of Seattle. Robbie, do you live in Vashon? What are you doing out there? Uh, hope you're well. It's a pretty ferry ride uh, out to Vash- Vashon Island. So uh, hopefully you got to see some uh, clear. It's been a little bit smoggy here the last couple hours. Zach Powers, morning, morning. Good to see you. Divine Breaks saying good morning. Uh, we also got... Our guy, Keith Brugman, coming in saying bigger need with our cap space, running back or edge. Keith, this all comes down to Javante Williams. I mean, if edge is a more valuable position, uh, if you could bring another one in here, that'd be great. But if Javante is going to miss, even though he's out there right now, let's say he still misses half the season, running back might be a more immediate need. I still feel like I still feel like it's edge. Um you know, Samaj P. Ryan is probably an upgrade over what you had last year. And help me out here. I'm flushing away stuff. My long-term memories don't happen anymore. Who came Latavius in last Murray. year late? Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Thank you. I've already forgotten about him. I remember what he did, and he was good, yeah. and he was yanked off a practice squad, and he ended up playing really well. Samaj P. Ryan, I think, is an upgrade there. Um, and then, you know, the, the bodies that you put in behind him should be okay. And then moving along what you get from Javante Williams could be bonus. I don't think running back is a huge need for this team flat out. I think productive edge is now the good news is, is the Broncos might be able to fill that internally. I can fill that internally with Baron Browning and Randy Gregory, but that's thin ice. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a thin ice position. It's deep in, in numbers and players, but I need a guaranteed 10 sack guy on that, mm-hmm. on that, on that edge right now that you've had, how long have you had a guaranteed 10 sack ish guy? It seems like forever since you drafted like, Vaughn. I mean, even before Vaughn, they had Elvis Dumerville who was getting sacks left and right. Uh, so it might've been since like 2008. Yeah. There's a, there's a good topic, Nick. What's the over under on the sack leader this year? God. Seven. It really, it's Randy Gregory. Exactly. What's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's such a wild card. We said that before last year, the volatility of the position as far as the depth and the production that you could get out of it. You could it could be six. It could be 16. Mm-hmm. It's it, for the over under on that. It's just going to be a wide variance. And right now mm-hmm. I'd bet on the under because I'm a cynic. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic. And, you know, what's Randy Gregory's? What's the career high for anybody with sacks? Might be Zach Allen. On this team, Randy Gregory doesn't have a big sack year in his career. He's no. just got flash plays that are unbelievable. Yep. Edge, Keith. For me, it's edge. And edge is number one. If we were doing like a 2024 draft power rankings for the Broncos, 
Edge would be number one for me right now with the uh, caveat that quarterback is just who the hell knows. But uh, Edge is they they would they could use an alpha edge and that probably takes a premium draft pick uh, to get that done. But we'll see where the Broncos are picking what the draft looks like. Uh, That's a ways off yet. But yeah, the way the team building works, Edge is a massive long term question. They just have so many options this year. They can probably get by the season without a plus player in that spot or like that being a just competent but long-term you're looking for a difference maker there. And that's a spot where they could certainly use one because uh, it's one of the most valuable positions. Jamal Killings. Good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you, Jamal. Uh, Facebook user. I'm not sure this is his morning guys. Been a while, been working a ton. Well, that's okay. Facebook user. Uh, show your face. Uh, <laughs> hanging out. Who are you? Uh, hope you're having a good one. Tiffany Silver coming in saying, welcome back. Scott handsome. And it's always with the XX. Scott's going to blush here pretty yeah, soon. You make Scott's- me blush. You make me blush. Thank you. Uh, Summer is much better to me than winter. I look like a, did, a dead man in the winter. <laughs> it's those Irish jeans, I'm sure. Ernie Mays, Go Broncos, country only. Everyone else, get out of here. Um, no, we appreciate that. With Lawrence Rivera coming in with the stars and what's up, guys? That's being that's for being absent for a few days. We weren't absent. We were on vacation. Those are stars. So <laughs> yes. thank you. He yeah. uh, dropping some good size stars too, Lawrence. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, so he's just saying he missed us. So, and we were absent. We've been, we've been gone. We, we missed one show. We did. We missed, I'm not even sure. We, we missed Tuesday's show. Uh, Mondays aren't on. Um, and then, uh, well, you weren't there on Wednesday. Had lots of y'all come in on my show yesterday, which was nice. And we're going to go over some of the same similar topic, except with a, a Denver flair when we talk about some of the PFF positional rankings. We might have to change the title of the show. Um, because we have breaking news right now that um, Dalvin Cook has been released um, from the Minnesota Vikings, and that's you know, whoa, Dalvin Cook. Okay, that makes sense. Why is that the uh, the news for the Broncos here? Adam Schefter tweeted two minutes ago that the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos are the two main teams that have ex- uh, that are expected to have interest in the running back once he's officially been released. There will be other two suitors, but those two teams have been monitoring Cooks for weeks. So we've been talking a little bit about running back uh, just now. And now we have uh, uh, Adam Schefter, who's the you know the big wig of all NFL news and reports, saying that the Broncos and the uh, Miami Dolphins are the two main teams that uh, you should keep an eye on for this. And Scott's pulling it up because uh, this is a visual medium as much as it is audio. But uh, there it is. Adam Schefter, Dolphins and Broncos, two teams to watch out for for uh, Dalvin Cook. So very interesting. Very, uh, that is very interesting. Now. I think Cooks had said beforehand, Dalvin Cook had said beforehand that Miami was probably his number one choice. But again, like you said, there's two, it takes two to tango. And oh man, I, I, I can't picture anyone short of possibly Arthur Smith that I would rather play running back for. And I'd probably rather play running back for Sean Payton because he's going to get me the ball in so many different ways. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to carry the ball and go through the big eaters, uh, you know, three hundred times a year to get three hundred touches. <clears throat> you know, Alvin Kamara, and I've said this a bunch. Alvin Kamara had four straight season of eighty plus catches. I think it was like eight between eighty one and eighty three. It was like clockwork. Mm-hmm. That is just that is so tantalizing and tempting for a running back, especially one that's not a big power back with his skill set. That it is. It's such a good fit. Um, and we would definitely have the answer to the question we just spent five minutes on. Would you rush him back if you had Dalvin Cook? Hell no, you wouldn't rush yeah. him back. Um, so Maj P. Ryan might be a little pissed off, though. I'll tell you that. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is going to be a run-oriented team this season, and we've seen it in the past that uh, Sean Payton has been able to utilize a lot of running backs uh, in different skill sets, different uh, niches. So I think that maybe P. Ryan would be upset, but that's always the business, right? You're looking to always bring in more talent. If you're upset about it, guess what? Go out there and beat out Dalvin Cook. Maybe you can at this point. I mean, you got a lot of uh, tread still on your tires comparatively. I think that Miami still makes a lot of sense for him in the long run. Uh, you talked about Sean Payton being excellent at running an offense and a scheme and, you know, getting these guys in position to succeed, but it's a small sample size, but as a head coach, but Mike McDaniel has done that as well in Miami. And he was also the run game coordinator under Kyle Shanahan for a number of years. So he can, he can coordinate and understand a run game as well. I don't think Arthur Smith, Kyle Shanahan, I don't know who does better run game uh, scheme slap slash operations than those two guys. The other thing about Miami is that they have, probably the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL. And that is going to result in some light boxes uh, for somebody like Dalvin cook, who is, who is from Florida. I'm sure you know this better than I do, Scott, but played at Florida state. I believe he is from, he might even be from Miami. Uh, so maybe that's not a good thing. Long-term. I know there are some concerns about Dalvin cooks company uh, coming out of college. It caused him to slide a little bit, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And Jeremy Sean coming in with the let Dalvin cook, I would be, I'm not against it uh, by any means. It depends on what the contract is, but uh, yeah, the Broncos would be, it'd be interesting if they did bring in Dalvin Cook. So asking about, um, let me see the the cap availability. Let me see, look, look at cap tracker here. Um, the Denver Broncos, well, I got to scroll for a while to find, they're 21st. They have 10 million available. That's plenty. Um, you could get him for a cap hit of probably under five, honestly. And the Dolphins are 13. So salary cap isn't an issue here. Um, mm-hmm. That's what JR or JR slash junior Capron, uh, Capron asks about cap money. Cap money won't be an issue here. This will be about fit and the desires for both parties. I would think Denver's interested. I would think for the, for the same reason we were just talking about Hopkins. Dalvin Cook's from down there as well, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Florida. I yeah. think he played at Florida State. Not 100% sure first. on that one. Um, yep. He was actually, he's getting old enough. I remember him in high school. Um, it might be a familiarity and a better team and a higher Q rating right now with the Miami Dolphins, but money shouldn't be an issue. I think mm-hmm. as, if I want to maximize my production and I, I think the Denver Broncos would probably be a better fit for for the offense that they're running, uh, that, it, that would be a better fit, but for... I want to make a Super Bowl run. 
and I want to be closer to home, closer to family and familiarity, I think Miami would be the leader, the leader right now. But it yep, shouldn't come down to it shouldn't come down to available funds. Mm-mm. It might come down to who gives a better offer, but it won't come down to available money because they're about similar. And Miami has a I'm pulling up the depth chart right now, but I think they have a pretty darn terrible um, <laughs> running back room last I last I can recall. It might have been like Jeff Wilson as a number one Ooh. running back. Yeah. There we go. Raheem Mostert's there. Jeff and Wilson. They did draft Devon A. Chain, but he's a little bit more of a. Uh, yeah, he's a he's, yeah. he's closer to Tyreek Hill than he is Dalvin Cook. Yeah, a little bit more of a gadgety kind of guy. So they have a lot of space and room for a. Oh, he, a walk, he walks into that as a number one. I mean, yeah. he's just he's he's number one as soon as he puts pen to paper. Yep. It's going to be tough. Yep. Um, so. It's going to be tough. Uh, Jeremy's they didn't release two last week. It's maybe coincidental. They may know something. They may not. You're talking with agents the whole time. They've been in contact with them. They've probably already agreed to terms. This is what we'll pay you. There's been informal offers. All that's already happened. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as Jeremy reminds us, Miami doesn't need Dalvin cook cause they just got messy. So yes, that is true. Yep. So we will see what happens, uh, with, uh, Dalvin cook coming in here. Um, we also have, uh, Ethan coming in, DWI guys, $25 saying Minnesota also wants to trade edge rusher Danielle Hunter, 5.4 million for a season. I'd rather have him than Cook, but depends on what the Vikings want. There's an injury concern with Daniel Hunter. Um, he was really talented, really young. He was like on a crazy pace for sacks, and he had a pretty, I cannot recall what it is at the top of my head, but a pretty significant injury that may be leading to chronic issues uh, for him. So he'd have to pass some sort of obviously medical uh, and the Broncos have to be comfortable with that. But I love Daniel Hunter um, coming out of the draft at LSU. I'm definitely, he's one of the ones that makes me lean into tools over stats um, because of his success coming out of LSU, despite not having any stats really at LSU. And uh, I'd be interested as well. They had 10.5 sacks last season. He's been really good for them for a bit. It seems like Minnesota might be clearing house a bit too. What's going on? He played um, almost 900 snaps last year. He'll be 29 this season. That's prime dude. Oh yep. man, if you could pull that off for um 5.4 million for the season, wow, that's that's low. <laughs> oh, we just had this discussion. Who would you rather have? This guy? I'd rather have this guy. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd rather bring in Hunter than Cook. We just just had that discussion and now it's not even we go through, you know, um I want to call hypological. What's the word I'm looking for? Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Thank you. (laughs) Hypothetical situations all the time. This one actually is not that far away from becoming a reality. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Now, the problem is you're not the only one bidding on these guys. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'd rather have for the Denver Broncos. I'd rather have Hunter than, um, than I would cook with, with, without a doubt. So I, I agree. I'd be curious what the compensation takes as well. And you can say the same thing about cook for Hunter. Uh, George Payton was part of that front office that, you know, scouted and found and drafted uh, Daniel Hunter. So he'd be great. Again, there has been some uh, concern about long-term injuries for him, even though he was healthy last season. And there had been some issues with contract as well that I recall, like he was playing on a really cheap deal and then he was pretty ticked off about it after <laughs> After he was killing it still, it should have, like when the contract came out, what was it, three, four years ago, uh, people were like, oh my God, why did he sign that? He's much more talented than the contract that he got. So maybe this would be 
in tandem with another deal as well. Maybe that's the reason that he wants out. I'm not sure the details here, but yeah, he's a I'm damn looking, good player. I'm looking at it on SpotRack now, right now, and he signed a five-year, $72 million, um, with $40 million guaranteed. So he got a good bit of guaranteed money, but kind of a lesser a lesser pay, mm-hmm. which that's a trade-off. The, yeah. uh, if, if you're a baseball guy, have you seen what the Atlanta Braves have done the last three or four years? Before their guys even hit arbitration, they're signing them to like 10-year, $120 million deals. Now, that's risky for the team, but what a discount they're getting if those guys – I mean, Ronald Acuna is locked up for another seven years. He'd be a $35 million guy, but he got $100 million. Um, so, yeah, he may have been a little low, um, but looking at looking at his numbers right now, 2023, he's got a base salary of 4.9 with a $500,000 roster bonus. There's the $5.4 million that they're talking about. Um, they, he's got two option years, void years coming up. So they would eat a pretty good dead cap um, if they spread it across two, but they, he's got a, an 18.9 million dead cap number and you spread that across two years. I, I'd rather just take it all at once, Nick, you know that we've been through this before. Yeah. Um, that would drop. You get somebody to pick up his, his full, uh, you know, his full compensation that would drop down to 13, three, um, but yeah, if, if he's on the market, dude, I'd, I'd go after it. I, I absolutely would. And again, the George Payton connection to both those guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not sure what, I don't know if I would give up a top 100 pick for Daniel Hunter at this point, maybe a third, but you're already uh, graphics are only year. not for one year. No, I'd, I'd need a new contract yeah. and I'd want at least a, a three year deal with 30 guaranteed, which would be a two and 15. With, yep. a th- with a third year option. Yep. And that would be a $10 million cap hit. That would, you could even push that back. So you, you, yeah. you, you backload the base on the last, on the second year, um, or even the third year, your wave year. And, um, you, you, that would, that would take up basically the rest of your salary cap, but you're, you're, you're at 90 now. So now mm-hmm. it's just massaging who you've got and who you don't cap up. Op- the cap won't be a problem. If that's yeah. where you wanted, if you wanted to go after Cook, if you wanted to go after Hunter, the salary cap is not in your way. Yep. Who are you massaging now? No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's a <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's that's we're massaging the cap right now. Uh, but uh, it'd be good to get either of these guys. We'll see what happens. I probably wouldn't give up more than a four. Broncos are already dealing with not having a second round pick next season. But uh, after that, they should get all their picks back. Maybe it's even you start to dip into the 2025 draft capital. But uh, it will be interesting to see all what happens here with these uh, former Minnesota Vikings that are available, becoming available, and uh, their linkage to the Denver Broncos and a team that's been one of the most aggressive in the free agency market this season out of any out there. Those relationships matter. You've seen it. Um, you know, the, the the Peyton has brought, has been able to bring in Saints. Who? This is a loaded question because I'm leading you to this because you you already, based on what I just said, you already know the answer. But who was your favorite, or at least who do you think was the best free agent signing for for the Broncos? The best free agent signing for the Broncos this year? Based on the money, I mean, I love Cam Fleming for the value they got on him. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I well, probably... That, would... that, that, was, that was a relationship thing too. He was a Bronco already. Mm-hmm. I probably would go Zach Allen as my favorite. I would go Zach Allen. And what was one of the factors that you were able to get him for? Nose Vance Vance Joseph. Joseph. Okay. Vance Joseph. I would go Zach Allen in a heartbeat for the player, the age, and the money. 
Zach Allen was was my favorite free agent signing. Mm-hmm. Um, you hit the trifecta right there. You got young, you got good, and you got value. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's three for three. That's a hat trick. Um, but you have the connection there. So how many former Saints have you brought in? You know, when we're watching the Falcons, where do the, all those guys come from? Bears, Titans. Um, the Minnesota connection is is legit. It's absolutely legit. So if it's going to take a trade, mm-hmm. who's Minnesota going to be more willing to deal with more than likely? Just keep Seattle off the phone. Do not call the Seahawks. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, block that number, please. But um, um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up, Ethan, and your continued support of the show. Yeah, also talking about continued support, Troy Bauer coming in here saying, "Hey guys, welcome back. Glad we have the cap space to have these discussions." Yeah, me too. I'm glad the Broncos can be uh, aggressive, flexible, and be in the be in the news here. Obviously, being the leaders in terms of the hits and clicks in. March through June is not always ideal. You'd rather be the team that everyone's talking about in, you know, November, December, January, but uh, it's fun to be in the news right now. And hopefully with uh, Sean Payton in town, we can be back in the, uh, the relevancy when real football is actually being paid, not this uh, fantasy, fantasy football. Troy, Troy, a big part of this. And thank you for your continued support as well. Uh, Really appreciate that. Keeps, uh, keeps these big lights on, keeps my forehead nice and shiny. Um, it's something I've praised continuously for this is our third year now, Nick three years that he's been there is the cap management from George Payton has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he missed on, um, on the Russell Wilson contract and from reports and it's pretty much taken as fact. Now that was at behest of the ownership group. So he did his job. Uh, hopefully part of his job was also giving feedback saying, Hey, let's, Let's pump the brakes just a little bit. Um, either way, he's did his job. The, the handling of the salary cap has been really, really good. And he is a guy I would want in charge of that if we decided to blow this entire thing up and start over after this year. Um, because that's how he has set up this team with the salary cap. That if things go bad this year you're in a position where you can move on from some very expensive players without taking a huge dead cap hit, which makes it easier to bring in younger, good players instead of just cast offs. And I'm just trying to piece a team together to get 53 out there. So Troy, when you say this, say thank you, George Payton for, for, for whatever mistakes you have made, you have done a good job with the salary cap. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And part of it, not to go too far down on this, but the... John Elway as well. Um, Broncos were in a, not a contending situation with him at the end, but they were also not in cap hell by any means. They had a lot of like compensatory picks. They didn't have a lot of expensive contracts. It was set up the table pretty easily for Peyton to Mm -hmm. do things, turn around, had a lot of volume of draft picks because of what happened before. And then also be aggressive and make a move for like Russell Wilson because of how things were set up before him. But let's say you met the offer that Von Miller got in Buffalo. Would you be much better off with Von Miller right now? I mean, I know I just talked about edge and all this, but I'm talking about age and cost. 
Probably and not. Von that, Miller's that was been injury, a... and you don't want him eating up twenty million dollars of salary cap. Yeah, no. Nope, Bradley that was a... Chubb, he's eating a big chunk on Miami. So, you know, so part of it is a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Those guys that should be on big contracts coming, the first round picks coming off of their into their second contracts, or mm-hmm. in this case, Vaughn probably is like fifth because he's an old guy. Yep. You haven't been in position to keep them because you haven't been overly competitive and you've been better off resetting. Hopefully that will change. You you you'd, mm-hmm. you'd like to you want to have the conversation next year about how much do we pay Jerry Judy, not what can we get for him. Yep. How much do we pay Pat Sertan? Not okay. He's been here three years and he's never seen a winning season. He's going to want to leave. What can we mm-hmm. get from him? You don't want to be in that situation. So part of it is, but that that said, still, I've seen bad teams handle the cap horribly. You know, they're, they're not just bad. They're broke. Yep. Well, the Broncos were bad, but they got, they got money and at least it's, it gives you some hope and it gives you a lot more fun in the spring to help rebuild your team. The success of that rebuild depends a lot on your coaching staff and all the pieces coming together. But I think they've, they hit a home run with that one this, this spring as well. Yep. Thank you so much, Troy. We appreciate you coming in with that. Uh, final topic before we get, get on out of here. I guess we should get to the title of the show, but the Dalvin Cook stuff definitely took a life <laughs> of its own. Um, PFF ranks the bunch of positions this offseason. God bless them for, we don't always agree with them, but they are a content machine. And uh, because of that, they give us plenty of fun talking points. So shout out to PFF for that. Um, they have Russell Wilson ranked as the 20th best quarterback in the NFL entering the 2024 season. And uh, what they say about that is Wilson ranked 26th in PFF passing grade last season and 29th in overall grade. It's difficult to overstate how bad his first year in Denver was. Oh, we saw it. We know. Uh, and how much uncertainty that paints his future. Uh, Sean Payton has been brought in to make the best of a disastrous situation, but exactly where Wilson can land on the spectrum between last season and his best play in Seattle is pure guesswork. Given his visible decline in athleticism, it seems likely that his baseline is closer to last year than his peak, but he is a player with a wide range of outcomes. So I I agree with all of this. I think that this is written well. Uh, I think that he has a wide range of outcomes. His athleticism looked obviously declined last season, even when he, even when he was healthy week one. Uh, so I think somewhere between the 12th and 24th quarterback is where he'll end up this year. And that's the wide range of outcomes. I, I can't really disagree with it. Yeah, that's 20. So, um, you know, I, I think of a, I, I always tell you all this all the time. I, I always think of put his QBR on a, on a line graph. For each year, you know, let's say he came in the league, what's he, 12 years in the league or so. Let's say he came in the league in 2013, 2013, 2014, 15, 16, et cetera, et cetera. And if you put it on a line graph, it's going to be pretty steady with some peaks and valleys up here at the top. And then there's going to be a big bottom out that was the 2022 season. What he's saying is where his baseline is should be closer to the bottom than any of these dot marks up here and uh, at the very top. I'm not sure I agree with that, Nick. I think I think it should be below, obviously, his peak, his very peak. But if I'm averaging, okay, awful versus Pro Bowl, I still think he'll be closer to the top for whatever that means. It, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Just I'm I'm picking this with what he how he wrote that. That I don't think I don't think he's as bad as he was, even if he's never going to be as good as he was. So yeah, and- we'll, we'll see. And, 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 and the, the, co- you can't, what you can't understate is the importance of the coaching change. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he does kind of get at the Russell Wilson not being as bad as he was last season because he was ranked, what, 26th and 29th right. in passing grade, and he has him 20th overall. So there is a little bit of improvement baked into the ranking. But uh, I think that it's going to be interesting. I saw a question here as well uh, from JR saying, if Wilson does stink, when do you think he'll be sat? Wilson, um, I think that it's possible they go with Stidham then. If you can protect yourself from a big chunk of guaranteed money that Wilson would have uh, for 2025, if you sit him at the end of the season, uh, when he doesn't, if he doesn't get injured and it's easier to move on from him then. So it's definitely possible if he stinks, he could be relieved. I think he'll probably get about four to six games to figure it out at that point, but if it's, you know, the same level of play as last season or we're seeing boneheaded plays or he's just missing guys wide open in the middle of the field and Stid- Peyton believes that Sidon can come in and run the offense better, then we'll, we will see a change. This is not Wilson's team. I don't think it's about Wilson's ego or anything. It's it's Peyton time in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you don't need him to carry this team. You need him to not be a liability. Yep. And Do your job. An efficient quarterback – is going to be a top 10 quarterback in this offense by by numbers. Whether he is that guy, like, well, I could have put, even if he's a system guy, if the system puts him in the top 10, great, so be it. I can live with that. Uh, but the question is, is, if he does stink, when do you think he'll sit Wilson? Oh, good question. Um, you give him two months? Would you give him, would you, do you think he'll get a runway of eight games or so? I mean, not one and seven here, but if it's like two and six, three and five? We're talking Halloween again, because that by Halloween was when we were saying Hackett ain't coming back from London. We were saying yeah. it that early last year. I think four to six weeks is my bet, but it could be six to eight. I mean, it really depends on what it looks like, how bad it is and uh, how the rest of the team is functioning uh, around Wilson. You know, is it going to be one of those things where the offense around him is the offensive line isn't doing what we hoped wide receivers and taking the step forward and then we can't really put it on Wilson or is it everything else is looking good and Wilson's just not living up to his end of the bargain. So hard to say. That's the thing that's beautiful about football, right? So many variables uh, that you can't really assess it until you have the ability to see it and break it down. Uh, But I think it could be as early as, you know, four weeks in six weeks in. Lawrence, I want to come back to this one because you, you and Keith both have quarterback questions coming up. So I want to put a bow on it and then we'll come back to the Minnesota cutting players and why that matters. So, you know, Keith, Keith is asking about the quarterback. Um, what metrics are you needing to see from Wilson in order to keep him on the roster beyond next year? Um, I mean, the, the, the passing numbers, the wins are the big one. You know, that, that's going to be the if you're 11 and six and you're in the playoffs, Wilson's going to be safe. I mean, it, it's just it's just the way it is. You, you're not going to cut him. Unless, because you're not going to be 11 and six if he plays like he did last year. So if he's 11 and six, it means he's played well enough to get you to 11 wins, which probably means what metrics are you looking at? At least two to one, probably two and a half to three to one touchdown interception ratio. Um, If you say 200 yards a game, that's 3,500 yards, 3,500 yards, 20 to 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And you have a chance double digit wins. That's going to be the big one is the wins. Cause the rest will come with it. Keith, mm-hmm. the other numbers will come with it. There'll be a by The wins will be a by a byproduct of the good play. If he's not playing well, the wins aren't going to come and he's going to be vulnerable. Yep. It's going to be interesting to follow. Um, 
cannot see with their eyes. I mean, obviously QBR is one of the metrics, uh, CPOE, uh, EPA per play, any of those advanced stats, but you have to match it with the eye test as well. Um, sample size. And we saw it a few towards the Teddy Bridgewater season where his EPA and whatnot was like super high because he was a small sample size and he was playing some bad teams and he was executing efficiently with what was in front of him. But you could see that it was only a short-term level of quarterback play out there, even though he was playing efficiently, it was not, you know, high, high level quarterback play. So it has to, you have to be able to match everything um, and put it together into your own analysis, which is leaves room for bias and error. I understand that, but as Scott likes to say, everybody has bias and error. So you got to try to weed out the people who have the, the most detrimental versions. Um, Lawrence Rivera also says, I think Sean is going to try making the back of quarterback a starter again, like rivers. I think he's just looking for somebody who can come in and run his offense to the best of their abilities and so be it if it's Jarrett Stidham or uh, Russell Wilson. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think he's going to try and force anything like that. If if there's a decision that's been made, if if we see – if Russ struggles a little bit and you're like, okay, they pulled the plug on him too early, then it's a financial decision based on the future. That means mm-hmm. they're 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 blowing everything up and they're moving on from, from him. They're taking their dead cap. They're going to make cuts, Bulls, Simmons, Patrick, Sutton, all those – 30-year-old-plus guys with eight-figure contracts with low dead cap numbers, they're all out. So it, I don't think he's going to try and make him, but if he earns it, he earns it. And and mm-hmm. right now, Russell Wilson would have to earn his way out of it. So yeah. it's, it's his job. I mean, it's, it's his job right now. Uh, I want to come back to your question, of uh, your comment about uh, the, the Minnesota connection. Lawrence comes in, he says, anytime Minnesota gets rid of a player, why is it the Broncos are contenders to get them? They're being cut for a reason, and Peyton is living in the past, in my opinion. Okay, we we hit on this a little bit with the relationships. You know, the first guy that drafted me show, showed faith in, in me. I can't tell you in recruiting how important it is to feel like you're wanted. I know that sounds simple. Well, we're giving you a contract, I know. I mean, I, I go through this on a tiny level with with my kids and travel sports and what a difference it makes to make you feel valued. You know, they, they, I can tell they value me. Well, this was the first guy that showed faith in me when he took me. I know he values me. Now, the first part of this where you say, you know, the, the second part where you say they are being cut for a reason, Peyton's living in the past. Now, I want you to use that same logic every time you put down Peyton for cutting one of your favorite players. Cause that's one of the reasons you don't like him. I know this because you say it a lot. I don't like George Peyton cause he cuts those guys. Well, they were cut for a reason too, Lawrence, mm-hmm. all of them. They were traded for a reason. They were gotten rid of for a reason that doesn't make them any lesser players. It just might not mean they were the right fit contractually, financially. Anytime a player has gotten paid more than he is contributing, he is vulnerable. Daniel Hunter Danielle Hunter, why do you even say his name? Hunter is on at, at an $18 million cap hit. I can get him for five? You bet your ass I want him for five? Mm-hmm. Yes. Circumstances are different when you change teams. It doesn't make him any less of a player. It just might not mean that it's the right fit for what we're trying to do right now. So read your statement right here again and apply that same logic to George Payton and the move he's made and see if you're still as pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And he says, fair enough. Good counter. Um, So (laughs) good job, Scott. I think that's probably gonna have to do a wrap it up here, but we have Jasmine first saying, Hey guys, sorry, I'm late. Is Wilson not playing well in OTAs? Why would you want to go with the back of quarterback? It's 
they haven't heard anything about Wilson playing well or not, but uh, just more hypotheticals here. Cause we're talking about Wilson being the 20th ranked quarterback, according to PFF this season. And if it's worse than that, what does it look like moving on from him to uh, the backup quarterback who Broncos targeted? And there's been some discussion about him at least. So we do have to at least think about that, what that reality might look like. Stidham is a borderline NFL starter in this league. Rippon was not. No. Rippon no. wasn't. Rippon was a borderline number three, not even really a number two. He was a coach. So, yeah, he was, he was a coach in waiting. Um, but, no, I, I don't think there's there's any question. The, the, the talk, we don't know for sure, but I think Wilson is going to look good in OTAs. I, mm-hmm. I, I, he'll pick it up. He'll study it. He'll listen. I think he has been 100% humbled. I seriously doubt you're going to see any friction. Mm-hmm. He hit bottom. It's one of the things we talked about earlier this year about the buy-in from this team. Not only is it because it's Sean Payton, it's also because they hit rock freaking bottom. Yeah. We hit bottom with this team. Please show us the way. You were amazing. You're one of the best coaches of this generation. We're ready. Show us. And Russell Wilson will buy in, I promise you, because there's no way he was happy last year. Money aside, these guys were professional. They have pride. And he would he had to have been miserable last year. Had to be. Um, I mean, just think how he made you feel. <laughs> um, but Jasmine coming in, she said she was late, making up for it. I hope you are out enjoying this gorgeous morning in the southeast. She's a she's an Atlean or whatever we say. She's from the ATL like I am. So welcome in and thank you for the support, Jasmine. It's always a, a big help to the show. Yeah, we do appreciate Jasmine. We appreciate everybody coming in today. Pretty lively show, 1999 Super coming in from Jasmine here. We do appreciate that. Troy coming in, Ethan coming in big time as well. We got our guy, our Tiffany, Gary Palmer, my dad. Shout out Darren Kendall, Lawrence Rivera, and of course, Michael Ronquillo. Hopefully I didn't miss anybody there. Keith, coming Keith in. came in with some stars too, so thank Keith, you, Keith. Rodman. Always good questions as well. Yeah. Appreciate your contributions. But uh, final question here, and uh, we got Michael again saying, uh, great show today, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Buck you too. Uh, if you had to rank Russell Wilson without having to rank all the quarterbacks in the list, where what's your range? I put him in that 12 to 24 range. I know, big swing, Nick, but it, I agree with Sam that it's really variable for him this season. I guess I'd put him at like 18 then. That'd be right in the middle rather than 20. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with where he is. Um, I might even say a little bit lower right now just because you're ranking them based on what you have last seen mm-hmm. um you know so i mean i've got some 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 nits to pick with some of these rankings you know i go and look at the guard rankings and i see quentin nelson at number two mm-hmm. now quentin nelson has been average the last two years yeah. so where was russell wilson last year and that he had a bad year, how come you didn't give him the same benefit of the doubt that you've given some of these other guys who had, an, had a single off year? That might be my question is some of the double standards that I've seen in some of these lists, but it's tough. But for me, I would say I would rank on the, the mo- more of the past season. I mean, a 17-game season is a pretty good sample size. And yeah. I would probably put Russell Wilson in the lower 20s. 20 to 25 somewhere in there. Yep. Yep. That seems, that seems fair as well. So, uh, interesting discussion. We had a lot of Dalvin cook talk today as well. And, uh, Broncos, a gift that keep on giving man, always in the news. We did want to say hello to Harry Vargas coming in here saying good morning, Broncos family, go Broncos. Good to see you, Harry. And good to see everybody coming in today. Uh, make sure you guys are following Scott on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall, M H H 
Also follow us at BFB underscore pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle, if you haven't done so yet. And uh, Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says here underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. That's the number one thing you can do to support us outside of all these lovely people who donated today. Super chat, superstars, super stickers, and all the like. Uh, Scott, anything you want to get touch on before we wrap it on up here? No, just, uh, you know, talking about those numbers says Broncos for uh, Ace Boogie comes in. He says Broncos for life. Um, Jared Goff and Derek Carr rated higher than Russ. They played better than him last year, significantly better. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, the ones I start questioning, you know, is you start looking around as you're doing this. Would I put Ryan Tannehill above Russell Wilson right now? Probably. Justin Fields. Who would you rather have going into this season? This season, you have to win the most games or you're fired. Would you rather have Russell Wilson leading Sean Payton's offense or would you rather have Justin Fields leading that offense? I guess Fields for the perceived upside, but that <laughs> yeah. is a tough... Again, so it's not as it's not as unreasonable as you might think to say Justin Fields is ahead of Russell Wilson either, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's just for where his career... He should be upward trending. Wilson is more on the downward trending. You know, Daniel sense. Jones, okay? Uh, he, he got a 40 million year contract. He played pretty well. Jared Goff played well. Geno Smith went to the Pro Bowl. Derek Carr. Uh, what's his record against the Denver Broncos? We we know what Derek Carr can do. Now, Deshaun Watson at 13. That's too high. Yeah. That's that's yeah. too high for Deshaun Watson based on the same criteria. And like I said, there's some there's some double standards in here mm-hmm. where Deshaun hasn't been anything for what two seasons now? He sat yeah. out a year, was suspended for a half a season. And when he came back was mediocre at best. There's an argument he could have been outplayed by Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. And he's up in the teens. That's a double standard for me. Yep. I agree with you 100% on that. So, guys, we appreciate that. And also, I saw that the... What do you think about Messi going to uh, Miami? And also, hello to Patrick. Good to see you. I gave you a shout-out earlier in the show. Uh, Messi to Miami. Good for him. Um makes me pissed off. I got rid of my Atlanta United tickets for the first time after being a member since 2017, their first season, because my friend sent me a screenshot of how much the inter Miami Atlanta United tickets are going. And they're like $1,100 a piece. Oh my God. <laughs> Pay for themselves. It's good for the league. Uh, it got the reputation of being a retirement league, which they have moved away from, but I'm sure he's getting some ownership stake and, um, and Lionel Messi is still playing at a very high level. He'll, he'll still be the best player to, in the league. So it's not just a retirement league. He's still really, really good. Um, and good, good for Miami. Good, good for them. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch. Well, pretty darn awesome. Uh, guys, got to wrap it on up today. Uh, we will see you all again next week. Uh, but until then, make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. Have a great rest of your June 8th. Good Thursday. And uh, we will see you again next week. Go Broncos. Buck em. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.